Within Masters Fantasy Golf in the Masters app, users can leverage IBM's player insights and projections with IBM Watson to help inform their roster. Elizabeth O'Brien, IBM Program Director, Sports and Entertainment Partnerships. We are excited to apply IBM's cutting-edge technology to the storied tradition of the Masters and golf in general. The new predictive features in the Masters app and the use of AI in the tournament broadcast will help bring patrons closer to the tournament. To learn more and be a part of the Masters tradition, visit ibm.com forward slash masters. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Now I look at Ron Rivera and I look at the commanders and I say, Carson Wentz, was he just a placeholder? Because there's a part of me that looks at Taylor Heineke and I'm thinking, man, I kind of like what I see from Taylor Heineke more so than what I see from Carson Wentz. I see the influence in how Taylor Heineke fights for it and I see the way other people don't respond to Carson Wentz. That makes me worried about his leadership. GJ and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. You know, Gatorade had that commercial, like Mike, if I could be like Mike. We all tried it, right? Driving down the lane, tongue out, missing the layup, uh, at least if you're me. Today, we could all be like Tiger, I promise you. Uh, tee shot into the, into the sand on one, and he bogeyed. Missed a very makeable putt for par just to the left of the hole. And in just now, teeing off on the second hole, Tiger hits a beautiful tee shot right down the middle of the fairway. Is only one problem. It continued to roll right into another sand trap. So then that means he um will be playing out of the sand again here to start the second hole as he is now down to even. As the leader, I'll give you the final, uh, or I guess the scores update here in a quick sec. Uh oh. Wrong day. Jason P. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Friday, Friday. Getting down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Party and partying. Party and partying. Fun, fun, fun. Should be a beautiful weekend again. Nice uh, low humidity temps. No rain. Strawberry festival this weekend. Make my way out there on Sunday. Check that out. Oh, a patron just got struck in the head by an errant second shot. <laughs> Not by Tiger. Another goal. Sunjay M is four under through 14. Danny Willett, four under through four. Those are your co-leaders right now at the top of the 
Leaderboard in the Masters, Charles Schwartzel, three under. Neiman is three under. Smith is three under. Scheffler is three under. And Scheffler's yet to tee off. He's coming off at 203 is when he will go up. Dustin Johnson's two under through 13. Kevin Na, two under through three. And again, Tiger just dropped to even as he bogeyed the first hole. He's on the second. Jordan Spieth. Through 11 is one over. On the day, he is one under. Looking at some other on the leaderboard. Bubba Watson's two over. And the Masters champ there, Brooks Kepka, who's a lot of people's favorites. Um, shot a 75 yesterday. He's through 10. He's three over. So Kepka, uh, it's got some work to do. For sure. The projected cut line is three over par right now. That is the projected cut line. Three over par. Sergio Garcia, he's at four over, so he's got to get above that cut line. He's through 14 at four over. So he, Billy Horschel, Fred Couples, Zach Johnson, Justin Thomas, they're all four over. So they're going to have some work to do to try to get to the weekend, Bryson DeChambeau, he's five over. So again, just when you think of some of these guys and some of these names that you know were playing well, or are guys that you think would have been able to take advantage of of all the um, the length in the course, they, they're going to be struggling to make the cut. And again, so that's what really makes remarkable yesterday what Tiger Woods did. But again, the start today different than the start yesterday. He navigated the start. He got the confidence going, and he didn't get this first bogey until later on in the rounds. Here in the first, he hits an errant tee shot, and then he bogeys a, the first by missing a makeable putt. And on the second tee shot, right down the middle of fairway, but too deep, too long, too far, goes right into another um, bunker. So we'll keep you posted throughout the show. Pelicans taking care of business yesterday. As we spoke to David Wesley back in hour number one, again, to me, it's there's so many plays that you can really just kind of go over. Everybody was just having fun. Larry Nance, how nice has he been addition-wise since he's gotten healthy and back on the court? Huh? Najee to Nance, back up to Najee Marshall, deep straightaway three, long off the heel, and it's run down by Ellaby. And then there's Trey Murphy to pick Dunn's pocket. Back to Najee. Into the paint, Nance, nobody near him, two-hand flush. You get the turnover, you get the bucket, and this is exactly what you're looking for if you're the Pelicans. You want to create your own opportunities. That's five Portland turnovers, ten points off those turnovers. Hell's off and running. That was a ten-point lead, and then it just continued, and who doesn't like watching Jose Alvarado play? Two-man game with Perry and set up back up top. Johnson goes behind the back, and he dribbled off his foot. It rolls to Murphy. Alvarado running the break. Oh, yes, Leave sir. Leave it for the trailing Larry Nance Jr. in the right-hand tomahawk. Well, they can you see a teammate trailing me on the break. Larry Nance Jr. with a great lane run on that one. Yep, indeed. And then Jackson Hayes, he got in on the action as well. All right, Pell's ball. Oh, yes, sir. Jackson Hayes, center of the lane, bring down the house. Pound cake from Jackson. Get out of the way. But, of course, to me, and I think a lot of people, probably the play of the night, Herb Jones, you, you got a trailblazer there. Deep left wing looking for a three wide open. Nobody rotated, and then Herb said, 
Nah. Now Luzada drives on Herb. Underneath the hoop, kicking in the corner. Brown, extra pass. Wait! Blocked by Herb! Into the backcourt! He's got it! He will lay it in! Do it all, Herb Jones! Smoke him, Herb! Smoke him if you got him! He blocked it from the backcourt into the front court. You tell me that's not an all-NBA defensive player. And the crowd standing on their feet for this team. That's up 15. They should be. Not on Herb. It's remarkable, too. You saw the graphic if you watched the broadcast. Most steals and blocks by a rookie in franchise history. Chris Paul did it back in the 2005-2006 season, 181, where you combine all of his steals and all of his blocks. Anthony Street Clothes Davis, 187 in the 2012-2013 seasons. Combine all of the steals and all of the blocks. Last night, that block made it 187 for Herb Jones this season. Still got two games to play and in the play-in game. It's remarkable. So to think that he's not going to get a steal or a block in the next three games, he, he I'm going to say he has a very good chance of setting the franchise record for most steals and blocks combined by a rookie. It, it, it's To me, it's just as important as finding an offensive weapon, if not more so, because he's only going to get better. You, you heard David specifically mention, and it was a really good interview, and that he – kind of told us why Herb Jones is a good defender. And that's why I asked him, who can you compare it to? Because when I think of good defenders, whether it's Bruce Bowen or others, you know, Meta World Peace and all those, like those guys, they were physical, their hands are on you. Even Jordan, Pippen, when they played, obviously the rules are different. You can't touch nearly as much now. It's harder, I think, to play defense than it, than it has been in the past. You have to be quicker. You have to kind of know and understand that. And again, his understanding of players his playing of these players is going to help. You know, running through them now for a full season, understanding how they are, what they play, what they like to do. He's going to get stronger. He's going to get more athletic. He can probably do more specific things. Look, obviously the fact that he's being talked about as can he be on the all-NBA team, not rookie, all-NBA defensive team, it's something that he was asked about yesterday, and it's it's something that he, he thinks it would be remarkable. Here's Herb. That would be insane. <laughs> Just because <clears throat> coming into your head, zero uh, like thoughts about being on a odd defensive team. Uh, I mean, it, it would be a you know a great accomplishment, but. And right now, I just let whoever, if you guys decide on that, you know, vote for me. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. Yeah, so hopefully I, hopefully I make it. I think one of the things is I, I keep mentioning too that he's going to get better because you, you, you realize the official crew, you know, what you can get away with and what you can. Oh, well, I mean, I try not to talk to the refs too much. <laughs> uh, but like with my teammates, if I, if I, mess up or if I uh, make a mistake out there, I'll come to the side and I wouldn't even have to ask a question. They'll tell me something that I can do better. Um, and I just go out and try to apply you know, what they tell me. I think one of the other things as uh, as well that I, I've enjoyed is, you know, again, this year's draft class, Troy Murphy, you're starting to see him kind of be that guy 
that we saw, whether it be in Vegas or just being able to kind of realize that potential again, man. That, and you heard on one of those highlights, too, Trey Murphy picked his pocket. Like, Trey Murphy can still play defense, too. Remember, when we saw him in Vegas and some of the plays that they were doing, they were they were making it work, man. I mean, he was playing some, some serious defense. It, it, it was awesome, you know, when you look at it from that perspective. So adding the three-point shot, knowing that he still has that size and length and can still play defense as well, again, it, 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 having that off the bench helps. Right, for sure. Herb was asked what he thinks about Trey and how he's been playing. Super comfortable. Um, I feel like, you know, all year he he's been working uh, his tail off, um, and now he's just, you know, uh, I feel like coming into his own, uh, selling into his game. And then, of course, he was asked about his block. How did he think about it? Uh, well, I seen. I think somebody drove baseline, and I knew that somebody would have somebody was going to take the corner man, so I knew it was my rotation to. Uh, I go challenge the shot. Um, and at first, I thought he was gonna pump fake, but he did. <laughs> he didn't, and I came up with the block. Did you Did you surprise yourself a little bit with that one? Yeah, I did. And I I didn't know the I didn't know the ball had went that far. Uh, like in the back court. Uh, like when I looked up, I seen how far it had traveled. Um, and I just tried my best to go go get it and lay the ball up. Coach Green, I played this earlier in the hour. He was asked about the block. What did he think? Incredible. Incredible. Every time Herb touches the floor, he does something to amaze me. Um, and it was just his instincts to be able to rotate, help, get back to a shooter, block it, then go down and lay the ball up on the other end. It was incredible. To to that, with like, was that his guy or was he just recognizing there was a shooter on the floor? I saw he was rotating because I think Jackson had come over, CJ was in a corner. Like I was trying to figure that out looking through it. I don't think that was his guy, but I, it's just Herb. Like he puts out the fire. Wherever it is, he, he stopped the ball. They threw it back to a guy on the wing. He went and just contested the shot. But that's that's who he is. He he just continues to play. Uh he's tough as nails. Alright. So the other aspect of it is again with the win and the Spurs lost last night. They lost by six to Minnesota. Anthony Edwards putting up 49 points. That's what I'm saying, folks. You, they needed 49 from Anthony Edwards to get beats. The pop roaches, as Graf calls them. But the Pels playing well and playing the kind of basketball that you need to once you're going to be getting into, obviously, this play-in situation. Coach Green is happy where this team is going and how it's continuing to get better. The steals were fantastic, and it was good that we were able to get our hands on the basketball, cause havoc, get deflections. But we also understand when we play uh, teams that are up and coming, Memphis and Golden State and San Antonio, they're not going to turn the ball over as much. We still have to be active. We still need to get deflections, but those steals may not be there. So we have to be solid force them to take contested shots, rebound the ball, and go out and execute offensively. 15 steals by the team yesterday. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll ask Rafael Esparza what's going on in New York over here. Apparently, um, the Yankees and one of its star players have not come to a deal, and there he had set a deadline today as the Yankees and Sox are playing up over in the Bronx today. We'll give you the update on this leaders in the Masters. Scores as well in Major League Baseball as uh, we are off and running. Hour number two. Sports Hangover in your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans.
The boys of summer are back and Caesar Sportsbook has released an exciting offer for new users. Download the Caesar Sportsbook app and get started with up to $1,100 in first bet insurance. Sign up with promo code radio CZR. That's one word. And then you place your first bet on the MLB, college basketball, NBA, hockey, you name it. Bet up to $1,100. And if you win, congrats. But if you lose, you'll get it all back as a free bet, which is like site credit you can use on your next wager. And with Caesars Rewards, every bet you place, win or lose, brings you closer to redeeming amazing benefits, tickets, free stays, experiences, and more. Must be 21 and physically present in Louisiana. Permit pending in Horseshoe, Bossier City. Not available in prohibited parishes. New users only. Bet amount of qualifying wager return only if wager is settled as a loss. Paid as a single bet credit. Must be used within 14 days. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. Caesars Sportsbook, the only app with Caesars rewards. Download it. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592. In Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fusha, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. Let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Gotta love it when the king sings you, lets you know that you have. Of course, welcome in... Mr. Rafael Esparza, VSI Doc Sports is the way to follow over on Twitter. He's got a YouTube show, probably a bunch of friends here as well, including Tiger Woods. How happy were you for him? I know you and him are super tight. Uh, <laughs> but more importantly, good afternoon. How are you? Oh, we're, we're, we're besties. We've been, we were texting yeah. all yesterday on the, on the course. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're best friends. You know, people change, right? Or at least. They do, they do, yeah, uh, yeah. but uh, I, I guess I should get over the grudge. But uh, right now, maybe I, maybe I will. If he wins a, if he puts on a green jacket, then I will <laughs> never say a bad mouth. I, I, I'm glad you went there because I've been seeing a lot of people discuss that uh, today. You know, hypothetically, and look, he's he's struggling right now, starting his second round. But hypothetically, if he were to come back and win. One of the ESPN hosts this morning said it, it would be up there, like he's trying to think of what other comeback would 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 top that as as the all time comeback win or something of that nature. I was trying to think myself, you know, of a, of an instance or a situation of where that would match. I, I, I'm having trouble. Do you, can you think of any player comeback or team comeback or something like that 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 would match it? I've been telling people, for me, it would be when the United States uh, beat Russia in hockey in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I could probably compare it to 
maybe when Rocky beat the Drago and Rocky Four, uh, but uh, I would say it has to be uh, in my in my view, and that's just my view only. When the USA beat Russia in hockey, yeah. Again, I because I, I mean that that again, not only is it a major, but it, it's it's what it is too, right? I mean, it's the most hallowed of a uh, of the majors, and that everyone loves and enjoys here. When you had the, the the bets and the props going into this tournament. Who did you have as a favorite? Because I ask you, because I'm looking at the leaderboard and a lot of quote unquote names. They're gonna have trouble making the cut tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, we have besides Tiger. I mean, we had a lot of DJ action coming in. John Rahm was coming in. The number one golfer, uh, Scotty Scheffler, money uh, money was coming. In. I would say DJ and Rahm probably had uh, probably the most significant amount of action but like i said it went all went bye-bye once uh, a guy said that he was going to try to play yeah well yeah. <laughs> don't sound bitter at all do you <laughs> all over there when it comes to it um look he's been referred to of course as the needle is there something like that in in the world of betting like it's something like that like a player or an athlete like him to where when they play, as you mentioned, when he said it, he was going to play. Everything went bye bye. Things of that nature. Like, do you, who else would you put up there? Like, give me a top five of players where they play. I'm thinking like LeBron or players like that, where action can change. Uh, back in the day, when I used to, you know, uh, illegally book action in the South Side of the Chicagoland area, when Jordan came back, he moved a needle. It was just. Uh, the amount of action people wanted to bet on and stuff like that was, uh, but I wasn't working in the sports book at that time. I would think he would probably be the only one. Right now, there's no one. I mean, maybe if Conor McGregor actually won some fights, he might move the needle. Maybe Ronda Rousey when she was in her prime, but not even close to uh, Tiger Woods. And like I said, everyone knows uh, I'm not the biggest fan of him, but he does move the needle. We took a buttload of action on the Masters because of him. Did we? We, we would not have taken as much action. Uh, if it was not for Tiger playing. So I, I'll give him for moving the needle. But right now, no one moves the needle uh, than Tiger Woods in any sport. Teeing off on the third, right down the middle of fairway, using an iron here. He just parred the second, so he still remains. Did he grab his leg? Even. Did he grab anything? He has Did not he grab grabbed his leg, his leg yet. Right. Is that a prop bet? How many times he grabs his leg or when he does? Do you have that? Uh, I was going to put up stuff like that. Will he use a wheelchair at any Stop time it. during the four days? You know what? Be nice. Be nice to him. Okay, that's right. <laughs> um, yesterday, of course, the Spurs lost Pell's win. They need one more to, to host the game at the Smoothie King Center. We found out the dates and the times as to where these play-ins are going to be. We know the Pell's and the Spurs will be the last game on Wednesday in an 8.30 tip time. When you look at those play-in games already, um, what do you see? What do you see on some of these outcomes? I mean, I, if you're the Pelicans, you're probably glad that you get this game at home. And I'm not saying that the Spurs are a horrible road team. I think they're 18 and 20 something on uh, on the road. And I know the Pelicans don't have a 500 home record, but I mean, the city's excited for the Pelicans. They've been playing. I, I mean, the way this team started, and Judah told me mm-hmm. they would be in any kind of a playoff, playing top five, top whatever. I would be like, you're crazy. So. The city's excited. I can't wait to see them. I think they win the Spurs because they're on home, uh, because of home court. I, I'm excited to see this. And they, they could be a hard out. I'm not saying they're going to win a series or, or beat uh, a two seed or whatever. They're going to be competitive. They're going to be a hard, hard out uh, in the playoffs. 
I just I you know that that T Wolves Clippers matchup, man. I mean, both of those teams have been playing really, really well, and I, I like again, I, I don't know how they would match up against them. T Wolves winning against the Spurs last night. Call Anthony Towns has been playing well. Anthony Edwards dropped forty nine in that game yesterday, and the Clippers have been playing pretty good in, in terms of. If you're the Pels, you, you, know, you want the Clippers. You want nothing you, to do with Minnesota. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you. I mean, you kind of feel you have a preference one way or the other? Oh, Clippers, because in the blink of an eye, PG-13 can go down. They've had injuries all day, all season long. Granted, Tyrone Lou has been doing a phenomenal job as the Clippers head coach for all the injuries and all the stuff that he's been with. Uh, but if you're the Pelicans, you want the Clippers. You want nothing to do with this. Minnesota's been playing some really, really good ball that no one talks about in the Western, Western Conference. All right, the Easter Bunny's bill is way too high. I need to make up for that. My bank account, so I've opened my app. Let's go through the games tonight. Bucks and Pistons. Milwaukee is a five-point favorite, and Detroit. Uh, I would probably say the Bucks would win this game. They went and go in. I mean, they're resting a lot of players. You could tell this one opened up at ten and a half, and now it's five. There's no value on the Pistons, but I still think there's some value. On the Bucks, you don't want to go in the playoffs losing some bad games. So I think the Bucks win this one. Yeah, when you look at the Eastern Conference standings, Cleveland is in the seventh seed, one game above the Nets, which is one game. Well, same record, but have the eighth seed over the Hawks, which is the ninth seed, and the Hornets are two games back in the Cavaliers. So these two games kind of matter for the Cavs, the Nets, the Hawks, and the Hornets the next two days, huh? Yeah, I mean, that's the, the perfect example. I mean, the next few days, some some teams may not think these games matter, but some teams do. So, yeah, and every one of the ones you mentioned, they do. Knicks and Wizards, New York a three-and-a-half-point favorite. They blew that game against the Nets. Was that was that Thibodeau's last straw there? Yes, uh, last straw. I think they win tonight's game because no Pazingas, no Caldwell-Pope uh, for both rest uh, for the Wizards. I think the Knicks win this one, but, uh, yeah, the Tibbs is gone in New York. Cavs and Nets, Brooklyn, eight-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Who do you like? I'll take the plus points. I mean, the Nets, I mean, unless for some reason Katie blows up another 50-50 game. But uh, I'll take that in because Dragic is not playing. He's still out with an illness, so that shortens up their bench. I'll take Cleveland plus the points. The Rockets and Raptors in Toronto, 11-and-a-half-point favorite are the Jurassic ones. I like this one going over. The, the, the total came down a little bit to two twenty. I think we're seeing a lot of yeah. points when this. I wanted to take. Uh, I wanted to take Houston when it was thirteen last night, but now quickly down to eleven, eleven and a half. Uh, I'll take the over. Thanks. One of those teams we talked about uh, over in Miami, Atlanta, taking on the Heat. Atlanta's a one and a half point favorite. I know Trey's been playing better, but I'm kind of surprised by this game. Or is it because maybe Atlanta needs this game a little bit more than Miami? Uh, Miami wants to end the season on the number one slot, and everyone made fun of them when they were losing and they were fighting, but boy, they looked totally different. They blew up the Hornets 144 to 115 three nights ago. They're rested. I like Miami. Yeah, it's crazy. 52 and 28. And I remember last year, you know, it's essentially the same roster, right? It's, there's a difference when you, you know, have people out COVID or injured. And, and that's what you've seen have been relatively healthy, and they like to, Provide a little entertainment every now and then with a nice fight between the coach and Jimmy Butler and others on, on the side. Is that a prop bet? Like, were we going to see any fights in the in the postseason? 
I think if they were coming in still rocky, but what I've heard uh, from sources in Miami said they they put that they wrote they push pushed it all underneath the rug and winning cures everything. So right now they're happy in Miami. All right, Hornets and Bulls, Chicago two and a half point favorites in this one. Ugh, this one should go over because the Bulls defense stinks all of a sudden. Uh, I kind of like Chicago. They, they they need to go to the playoffs winning, even though they haven't. Mm-hmm. I'll lay the small number because the Hornets are. Horrible on the road. I don't know if it's the agent. I don't know if it's Rich Paul doing his best work or what, but feels like I've seen a lot of Hornets and, um, you know, with the with the Lakers, Russell Westbrook being good trade partner, so that they want him. Do you buy that? Do you think Russell Westbrook will go? Like, who who are they sending over? Who's Charlotte sending over? Yeah, I have no idea. I th- I think it's all agent talk. I don't think that's at any clue. Because I mean, the Hornets have a pretty. I mean, they have they have a nice cornerstones and stuff like that. They just need to shorten up, get some depth on their bench. And last time I checked, Westbrook does not want to come off the bench. So no, I don't think that. Trailblazers and Mavericks. Dallas nineteen and a half point favorite. The Pels were seventeen and a half point favorites yesterday. Uh, yeah, give me. I'll take the plus points, even though Portland's coming off back to back. I just think that Dallas will rest their rest their starters after they're up big in the second half. You know, it's so funny in this. Um, you know, in the scoreboard here, they got little pictures of players that, you know, players to watch. And Luca, Luca looks forty five pounds heavier than he does now. That that, that photo yeah. that they're using right now. I mean, he like when I just saw the highlights earlier in the week, I'm like, oh my gosh, I. Didn't realize that he had lost that much weight. I mean, he looks like a different player. He's like losing five a week. Yeah, it's, he's ridiculous what he looked like uh, from the start of the season until now. I wish I did like I wish I looked like that. <laughs> right. Like, give me the secret, man. Let me know how you doing at Suns and Jazz in Utah. Utah, two-and-a-half-point favorite. I like the Jazz on this one. It should be a playoff atmosphere. And Michael Conley's now probable as a play tonight. Booker and Aiton are still questionable. Uh, even if Booker plays, uh, how 100% is he with a back injury? I'll take the home team. I'll take the Jazz. Oh, goodness. Thunder and Lakers. This uh, is a 9.30 probably... game. LA's five-and-a-half point favorite. Are you watching this? Uh, no, I'll probably clear the DVR, maybe watch a little Houston Astros, uh, uh, Angels to see what Otani does. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, my Cubs are still in first place because we got postponed. Uh, but no, I will not be watching the Laker game today. No chance. We got postponed today? Yeah, postponed. But so we're still in first place. What happened? Rain or something? I don't know. Uh, uh yeah, rain in Chicago right now. Okay, makeup date May 30th, I see. Now, that, that means we haven't lost two days. Yep. Two days, two in, days in a row. We're still in <laughs> undefeated. It's an undefeated winning per- best winning percentage in the, in the MLB. All right, uh, let's quickly go through this since I didn't have a chance to talk to you because the league, uh, the season just started. Who's winning the American League per Vegas? Uh, it's coming out of Canada. We're, I'm taking the Blue Jays. Really? Okay. Yep. How about the NL? That lineup is just too potent, uh, the Dodgers. I, yeah. I just don't see, unless they have drastic injuries. Because if they need pitching in a trade deadline, they're going to get pitching. Give me the Dodgers. I feel like everyone's picking Jays, Dodgers, or Jays and Braves. Who's your World Series champion? Coming out of Canada. Give me really? the Blue Jays. No kidding. All right. Well, there you go. So a lot of people sort of feel that way. At VSI Doc Sports is the way to follow Rafael Esparza. As always, man, I appreciate the time. Thank you for giving us a buzz. Take it easy. Have a great weekend. You do as well. Quick break. We come back. Phone lines are open. If you'd like to chime into the conversation, 800-998-1003. Pels fans want to hear from you. What's your thought uh, of the win last night? 
with the win, Pels need one more win, and they uh, will be assured of hosting the play-in game against the Spurs on Wednesday at 8.30. The Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. If your garage door is damaged or destroyed during Hurricane Ida, then you need to call American Garage Door Supplies in Homa today. If you need a dependable repair or professional installation, American Garage Door Supplies in Homa will deliver a level of incredible service for your residence or business. Call 985-633-1623 today or stop by 7424 West Park in Homa and check out the many colors of residential and commercial roll-up doors. Plus, at American Garage Door Supplies of Homa, you'll get your door in just a few weeks, not months. Like us on Facebook, American Garage Doors. Home health services in South Lafouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health. For the sick, the elderly, and the homebound, our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 632-6900 for more information. Attention. Per the current government mandate, U.S.-based insurers are now required to cover at-home COVID testing kits with no out-of-pocket fees to you. If you have a current insurance plan, you are eligible to receive up to eight COVID-19 tests shipped to you each month absolutely free as long as the government mandate is in effect. Just visit yourfreetest.net to register now. That's yourfreetest.net to receive your tests shipped to you at no cost. Go to yourfreetest.net. Medicare insured or not eligible. Wendy's new classic chicken sandwich is now in the two for five. And that's reason to celebrate. Try the new classic and then take your mouth on a victory lap with the iconic Dave's single. The delicious spicy chicken sandwich, spicy or crispy 10-piece nuggets, or just get another classic chicken sandwich. Taste greatness today with Wendy's two for five. We got you. For a limited time, a la carte only. Price and participation may vary in U.S. Wendy's. Phone. We want you to be on the show. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengap. Aaron Judge. Unable to get a deal work with the Yankees. He had set a deadline of today to get that done. So they didn't want to be a distraction during the season. He set a deadline of 1 p.m. Eastern time. If no deal was done. Then no deal. They will work on the arbitration. They filed, I believe, for $21 million for the season. Yankees came back with 17. Brian Cashman, the GM of the Yankees, just got done having a presser right before the first pitch against the Red Sox. They had this to say. Just for transparency purposes, uh, our final effort was uh, trying to buy out seven years of free agency at $30.5 million a year on top of you know, the the final season, which is this year, which is the arbitration setting, it would turn out to be either 17 or 21, which is his number. So total total would be eight-year deal, you know, seven free agent years at 30.5, uh, plus the 17 or 21, you know, uh, in this final season, uh, which now will just conclude, you know, um, one way or the other here in the time frame um, between now and, and the hearing date. There it is. So... Uh, 30, 30, not good enough. And, um, guess he does not have a contract extension there for what I, I would probably see the face of the Yankees right now, huh? 
when you look at it from that perspective. 800-998-1003, if you'd like to chime in. Pels fans want to hear from you as well. Uh, did you see that block from Herb Jones yesterday? It was incredible. We've talked about that. Played what he had to say on that and also what Coach Green felt about it and really the 15 steals by the team, the play of the bench. But one thing that he was asked yesterday too, and again, look, you have a lot of good rookies this year, but he was asked, should Herb Jones be in the rookie of the year conversation? I think he deserves it. Um, coming into this season and guarding all the guys that he's has, to, he has to guard night in and night out. And he does a great job. Um, and he's only going to continue to get better. I, I think he deserves it. I think he's worked for it. Um, you look at perimeter defenders around the league and he's up there right with the best of them. So I know he's a rookie. Um, but it doesn't matter. He, he's a, an experienced basketball player and savvy and he knows how to guard. That's, that's his instincts is really good. So NBA.com has, uh, something called the Kia rookie ladder and it tracks the top rookies of the year. Steve Ashburner put this out there two days ago on the sixth and his rookie ladder. And right now at the top of it is Evan Mobley of the Cavaliers. He's averaging 14.9 a game, 8.3 rebounds a game, 2.5 assists. He's the number three overall pick. That's who he has as number one. Cade Cunningham, the number one overall pick from the Pistons, averaging 17.3 a game, 5.5 rebounds, 5.5 assists. Has him second. Scotty Barnes. Toronto Raptors, the number four overall pick. 15 a game, seven boards, three assists. Continue to scroll. Jalen Green of the Rockets, 17 points, three rebounds, two of six. He was the number two pick overall. Franz Wagner, number five. He was the eighth pick overall this past season. 15, four, and two are his stats. Then he has the next seven. Josh Giddy. Oklahoma City Thunder, averaging 12 points a game, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. Herb Jones is number 7. And he's averaging 9.6 points, 3.8 rebounds, 2.2 assists per game. Now, since the last, he does this weekly, since the last ladder was put out, he was averaging 9, so he went from 9 to 9.6. He was averaging 3.3 rebounds to 3.8. And he has stayed, I guess, at, at that seventh spot in this ladder for most of the season. So I, I, I've said this before. I, I think his shots to make, you know, the all-rookie defensive team, that's a no-brainer. Maybe he can make the all-defensive team for the NBA. I just don't – awards like Rookie of the Year, MVPs, they just don't go to defensive players. Um People like the scoring. That's, that's how they quantify. Hey, what kind of season is this guy having? Because if you look at the impact, I just named it, the Thunder. They're not in the play-in. This is why I keep saying all those people are like, oh, it's just the play-in. But hear me out. You want your rookie to have an impact on your team. The Thunder are not in the postseason. Play-in, playoffs, whatever you want to call it. The Magic. You look at where they are. Orlando is dead last. At 21 
and 60. OKC is 24 and 56 second to that, uh, second to last in the West, which is led by the Rockets. And when you look at the fourth player they have on there, which is Jalen Green, he's on the Rockets, the last place team in the West. You look at number three, the Toronto Raptors with Scotty Barnes. Now, Toronto is not a terrible team. They are fifth, and he has absolutely helped there. Okay? When you look at the second team, the Detroit Pistons, where are they this season? And how much has he been able to help them? Well, they're second to last, 23 and 57. And then you look at the number one player in Evan Mobley and the Cavaliers. They have been one of the storylines this season. They did start out pretty good. They have 43 wins to 37 defeats. They are in the seven play-in game right now in the seventh seed. Again, by one game over the Nets. So right now they would play the Nets. If the season ended today, loser would play the winner of the Hawks-Hornets games, which is the 9-10 and 10 seed. And the winner of that 7-8 becomes the seventh seed. So, you know, again, when you look at, I would say, Barnes and Mobley, it's just how, how are you going to pass them with what they've been able to do? And, again, wins and losses matter. And how they help do that, right? So when you look at it, Mobley's Cavs have 43 wins. And the Toronto Raptors have 47 wins. Pelicans, 36 wins. So it just could be hard for to think that he would do that. Again, I think the guy should be third. You know how the NBA does its awards. They will list three players, and you can have those three guys you know, with 10 and all that other stuff. So I, at the very least, I can't think of who that third player would be. If you want to argue Barnes and Mobley have made an impact to those two teams in the Raptors and Cavs to be able to be playoff teams, I'm, I'm with you. You're right. They have more wins than losses. They're above 500. But when I look at the other names, and again, Herb's seventh. It's not like he's 17th, but... I, I the impact that Herb Jones has had on this team, I, I he's I, to me should be third, minimum, minimum. And I'm not I'm not trying to argue that he he shouldn't be two, he shouldn't be one, but that guy is so important on this team. Like moving forward, I'm not even saying just what he's done this year, Zion back or not. That that guy moving forward. When you think of where this team is and, and had to turn around to even be in this position to be in the play-in game, you're literally having him guard, as a rookie, the best players in the league. Sometimes it worked. Sometimes he had tough nights. Um, and sometimes, look, there's a reason guys like LeBron and others are are considered where they are. That said, LeBron was held to two points in the fourth quarter in that game they had to have in L.A. on that Sunday. With Herb on him. I mean, it's it's remarkable. So, again, you're going to have to argue with me or give me or present a very good case as to why, at the very minimum, that guy shouldn't be invited to the NBA award show as, uh, you know, the third rep. Because that's what they do now, right? Coach of the year is three candidates. Player of the year is three candidates. MVP is three candidates. To me, Herb Jones, minimum, should earn a trip to where the NBA awards is and have himself a nice 
nice night because he should be there. I can't think of another rookie that's had that kind of impact on a team. I mean, I don't. I can't think of it, right? And, again, as I played a little bit ago, you know, you listen to what head coach Willie Green has to say on the Rookie of the Year conversation. I think he deserves it. Um, coming into this season and guarding all the guys that he's has to, he has to guard night in and night out, and he does a great job. Um, and he's only going to continue to get better. I, I think he deserves it. I think he's worked for it. Um, you look at perimeter defenders around the league, and he's up there right with the best of them. So I know he's a rookie, um, but it doesn't matter. He, he's a an experienced basketball player and savvy, and he knows how to guard. That's that's His instincts is really good. There it is. Quick break. We come back. We'll check in on the intern here as well, see if there's any other storylines in the world of sports to kind of get you posted on here as well, plus college baseball getting back into action for some big series all the way around here as well. So we'll do that when we come back. Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Your new Ford dealership in LaFouche Parish is Calvin Braxton Ford. You may need your vehicle serviced, but you don't want to drive too far. Get ready for some good news. The Calvin Braxton Ford Service Department in Lockport is now open. And better yet, they truly want to keep your vehicle running at its best. Now offering a special on gas-only oil changes, just $39.95 up to five quarts. Plus, with four new tires, your alignment is only $69.95. Yeah, Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. The other day, someone said they saw a roach the size of a nutria down around Cutoff. I don't know about that, but nasty pests like roaches, termites, ants, and spiders are running wild up and down the bayou. If you got bug problems, call Terminex and the Bayou Boys, Dan and Billy Foster. They'll be there in a jiffy to protect your home or business. So whether you live up the bayou or down the bayou, Terminex is here to get rid of bugs any size. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex tough. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Some fun on Monday. Partly because I didn't inform the intern that I wanted to do this today. But I think it'd be fun on Monday. There's, there's no game. We can talk about the season finale. We'll know all the standings. We'll know uh, who's playing who. 
where we're playing, all that other stuff. Jordan, so we'll, we'll focus on that. But I was having a little fun yesterday uh, in some comparisons, playing the comparison game, um, which we'll get into in a quick second. But there is some NFL news that I think pertains to some Saints fans. In particular, the position group and specifically position. Just some Saints fans, they, they, they want to see just moves, huh, Jordan? A move here, a move there, a move everywhere. Let, let me get the sounder going. Here we go. As, uh, it's not a Saints move, but it's another move of a player that maybe some Saints fans were coveting or welcoming back, maybe. I don't know. Go ahead and give us the news. Are we talking about Brandon Cooks? That's him. Closed mouths do not get fed, sir. Do you know that? Yeah, okay. two-year extension, mm-hmm. thirty-six million in guaranteed money. So I'm sorry, what? Nineteen million a year. <laughs> Who's throwing to the guy? Again, um, wow, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, I look at it like this, man. Him, the guy, I still can't remember his name. Every time I try to bring him up, why? Why is it so hard for me? The receiver that Kansas City signed was from Green Bay. He has three letters for an initial. My goodness, I can't SVS or whatever. My point is, that's my point. <laughs> that's my point. Like, it doesn't pop him to stop, you know, and he got 30 from Kansas City. I, I think it would have been nice if Brandon Cooks wanted to come back or, you know, really? add him to it. Yeah. Look, the guy can catch. For starters, Jordan, and you know, on on this football team, a that's, wide receiver can <laughs> catch a football. Imagine that. But nineteen point two. I mean, again, I keep so I try so to play the bite at least once a day from Dennis Allen, and and by the way, all he did was back up what I've been telling you, Jordan, and and Ralph, and Scott Prather. And everybody else that gets all nervous about where, where, where's my signings? Why is, why all of these, you know, where's Will Fuller? And where are all these veteran receivers? How can we have it sign this guy and sign that guy? I'll tell you why. If, if Brandon Cooks is getting 19, how much you think OBJ wants? And, 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 Lon, and Landry, Landry said, right? Wasn't the word that one of the reasons Cleveland let them go? He wanted 20? Remember? Landry last week, the, the oh, report yeah, came yeah, out. Yeah, he yeah, wants yeah. twenty a year, twenty. Okay, or I can draft one in the first round and not come anywhere near that. I mean, I just, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. Hey, but that, hey, there's that whole argument. Well, you know what you got in those guys. So. Do you? Do you? I, look, I, I understand. To a certain level, with a free agent, Jordan, you have stats. You have history. You have video evidence, right, of what that player can or can't do. You have maybe your belief of what it was like to play against that player and and all of that. So I I do get that. I do. Because it hasn't been working for the Saints in the previous years. I mean, all they got is Michael Thomas right now. What are you talking about, the draft or free agency? Well, through through the draft. I mean, would you say that Drew Brees – is basically the the reason why that you know you were able to just pick up guys off the street at the wide receiver position. Oh, you're talking and, specifically at the wide receiver position. 
Correct. Okay. Yes, I thought correct. you meant. I thought we were having two different discussions about like. No, 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 no. What's the bigger risk in free agency or draft or where you can get those players? I mean, there's risk involved in everything, right? I mean, look, I, I'm ecstatic that you have two first round picks. Now you got to hit them, but you know, there's no certainty that any of those picks hit. I mean, you would think the number one player selected overall always hits. Go ask the Bengals, the Browns, the Jets, how many times they've picked number one overall, a quarterback or a lineman or a running back, and, and it works. It, You know, I get it. And like I said, there's just probably not as much risk in a free agent acquisition. That, like I said, you have statistics, you have all those things, but they can get injured. They cannot work in your system. I mean, we Brandon Browner and guys like that that, you know, this team has signed in the past that it just – Don't bring up that name. Oh, well, I'm just saying there's a couple of them. There's a couple, there believe me. There are a couple me. of them. You know, so, a couple weeks ago. And, you know, so I, I don't know, man. I, I just – again, when you look at this draft specifically, that position group specifically, are you going 19-2 to Brandon Cooks? Are you going with, you know what? See if I can go get me uh Chris Olave, you know, or a couple other receivers or, or, out there. A nice or a nice tackle. Let's do a, oh, nice, a nice tackle. Let's do a nice Trevor Penning seems to be in every mock draft I have somewhere in the mid teens. You know, I've seen him go even as late as twenty twenty one. The Saints have the Saints have two picks in the teens now, so hey, they're able to do whatever they want. That's what, that be, that, that's what I'm saying. I mean you whether that be to move up again. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait. To move up again. Uh, well, I asked this yesterday. You know what? I want you to do some homework this weekend. Do some homework this weekend because Monday. On, I got enough homework. No, you're going to do some homework this weekend. Who would you do it for? You have to answer it right now. Like, is okay, there Mark, a player? I don't know. Well, that's my point. In, in past drafts, you right now, right? Like you, you could answer that right now. Last year. Like, dude, Micah Parsons. I mean, like, you, like, when you're thinking specifically, my man, that guy at linebacker or this receiver, like, we said it, right? Jamar Chase. Like, you're looking at Jamar Chase. I'm like, absolutely. Like, that, bring him in. I mean, trade it all. Cause you knew Jamar Chase was going to be a good receiver. Like, I mean, like, there were players last year in the draft where you're like, man, absolutely. I, who is that in this year's draft? I mean, yeah, I know I there's like, a lot of guys. There's a lot. Like, of do you guys think Hutchinson? Like, you think the defensive end for Michigan is a can't miss, absolute dominant force, Cam Jordan like, or you know Bosa or these other guys that just come in and just dominate? I'm, I'm kind not, of a I'm little leery really... about mi- playing at Michigan against the com- competition that he did. I'm, that's just me. I oh, might not so, be wrong. So now, so now your schedule matters. Guys. Well, I'm just when saying. It's... I mean, if you're going to start no, saying no, the guys, no, Lawrence no, Taylor, no, you know, who you play against in college. Of course, it okay, matters. I, I, I never said it didn't matter. You took you it to said. an extreme. No, you took it to an extreme. Okay. Even yeah, if who do they play against? Well, I'm just saying. Look I mean, at when... their schedule. Okay, well, that's basically your argument just now. I didn't say completely. I'm a little weird that he that. played with Michigan and he, who he played against. When I'm saying in comparison to can't miss, surefire, absolute, you know, future Hall of Famer. You ready to say that? No, I'm not ready to say any of these guys are future <laughs> Hall of Famers, Gus. No rookie. I, you can't. I mean, 
Even Joe, I mean, there's so much. Oh, stop it. Stop it. No. Come on. No, you were with me. Two years ago, you were with me. You'd have traded it all. Yeah, I would have traded it all. You'd have traded it all. But you can't automatically just say that. The Jet, everything. I mean, you could have traded Jets, you know? I mean, I don't know. Do whatever. Trade it all. Trade it all. You don't know. I mean, the the last, I mean, like you saw Tom Brady, the last guy in the draft might be the See, a Hall of Fame player. You're that you guy. Why, why? Why? Don't do that. Don't do that to, for yourself. Don't, because the Tom Brady thing is literally like once in a lifetime. Everyone brings that up. Well, you know, you could find a quarterback at six or in the fourth round. Like, said, like he said, stop. He said, he, he, can you see any guy being a Hall of Fame? Look, you don't, it's, you don't it's the know. same I mean, thing. Like, let's just, let's just look down the down the street. Let's just look down the street. Um. Because I think Sean Payton fell into your trap, by the way. Well, you know, we found Pierre Thomas. Well, you know, we found Marcus Colston. Well, you know, we had Lance Moore. Well, He's trying to well you know. Patrick Mahomes. No, I hear you. Like I said, it, you, you, you chalk it up as we got lucky when you find a undrafted rookie free agent or a guy late in the rounds that turns out to be a starter or can help your football team. When you start banking and making that your philosophy, chances are you're going to get into trouble. It's what we've been saying. I, I love Callaway. That's all fantastic. There's a reason, for the most part, people get first-round grades. There's a reason. Bigger, taller, faster, stronger. I mean, there's a reason. So more often than not, I'm going to say your your higher picks will eventually pan out more than your lower picks. I'm not saying that, you know, it can't be useful on your team. They can't be key special teams players. They can't be depth. And in some cases, you have that Pierre Thomas. You have a Lance Moore. You have guys that, you know, were non-high draft picks that become key members of your team. But it can't be your philosophy. And I think in the last several years, the Saints kind of a, well, you know, you know. I mean, think about it. We joke about it all the time. It's going to happen again this year. Training camp hero. Who's, who's the one receiver that's going to make the roster? Who's the defensive back? That's going to, it happens every year. Every year, right? Use the two. Then you get the old. Yeah. You get the old. You're making what the scissors. Yep, you're doing the, the scissors. scissors. You're getting caught. See you. See you, What happened, Gus? Yeah. I thought y'all were all talking about oh, yeah. that player being standout, MVP of camp. There were certain, certain players I had, you know, I even asked about, uh, you know, had uh, you know, the whole sack dance and everything ready for him. <laughs> Wind up being injured. Never played it down in the NFL. <laughs> Uh, Romeus, bubbles. Poor Romeus. I'm I'm, I'm just happy he didn't sue me. You know, I mean, mean, Romeus. He was heading to Canton, by the way. In my mind, heading to Canton after several training camp practices of looking unstoppable. (laughs) We got to get him on the show. You know what? We probably should. And then I'll just say that's what what I'm going to do. I think we should. What is he doing, by the way? Look him up. Wikipedia. See, see what Greg Romance is doing. Making Subway sandwiches. Oh, probably. Howard, uh, we'll uh, talk a little bit more about the Pels. Sports Hangover, hour number three, ahead on ESPN New Orleans.